0: Welcome back to Afters with Joe and Chelsea.
1: We are here for the next topic of our podcast. We're now moving on to gut health.
0: And we are very excited about this one, aren't we?
1: We are very excited, yeah. This is probably the, the biggest one of the biggest ones that has uh, impacted us for our self-growth, self-improvement journey. Um, so yeah, very excited to get get started and talk about how it's affected us um, and what our we
0: have c- tips and tricks and just opening your mind to the world of food and gut, the true world. It's
1: going to change your life. It it's
0: is. Are you ready for this gut busting journey?
1: Oh, That's uh, a I great s- pun there. Did well I steal one of yours? Yeah, you've got it <laughs> well done. Um, just a, just a shout out to everyone. Thank you for your support on uh, social media um, on Instagram, on YouTube. Thank you for the comments. Uh, yeah, we are
0: very grateful.
1: Yeah, keep keep tuning. Um, as you say, the next couple of episodes will be around gut health. Okay?
0: Yeah, let's get to it.
1: Let's get to it then. So, personal experiences with gut health. Hopefully, some of these can uh, kind of link and replicate and correlate with other people's gut experiences hopefully we're not the only ones that that suffer and or have suffered in the past
0: um yeah I think this is a very common thing isn't it people with gut issues
1: yeah so we'll start with yours darling what's been this your a
0: co-hosted podcast so I'll try and not make it too much about me but I could spend no, 20 minutes no, talking about no let's get, let's get
1: you started um, what's been your personal experience with gut health
0: My personal experience with gut health has just been a complete roller coaster up and down from as long as I can remember, I have had gut issues from just even, you know, when it's really bad, just drinking a glass of water when I wake up and just being really bloated, like feeling like I'm nine months pregnant, not being able to understand what's going on. I've been to the doctors multiple times and they brand it as IBS or you just have to look at what you eat you know get rid of food so you just spend your life getting rid of one thing is that right then you have a flare up and anything you eat makes you bloated and uncomfortable and in pain i've been back to the doctors multiple times they like to brand everything as ibs i've also then had a colonoscopy just to check everything's fine so you end up just being in a situation where you're just completely lost you don't understand what is going on why are you in so much pain when you eat anything sometimes even just drink a glass of water it's it can be quite a lonely place and when you're at a point where you you know you're constantly bloated and in pain you stop wanting to go out like for me particularly it was clothes that I'd wear I'd always have to wear something baggy or you know jeans or something yeah so that like because I knew that the inevitable I'm going to eat or I'm going to drink something and I'm going to be in pain and I'm going to be bloated
1: with you as well what I saw and a lot of females they just get they accept that that's the new norm uh, that it's not going to get any better and you just have to live with it and deal with it like, yeah there's definitely no, there's no like oh wow well, we're going to go out for this type of cuisine tonight and I know my belly's going to um, bloat so it's just something I've got to accept and it's I'd, the and you and you adjust what you're wearing or what your yeah. plans are after to, to, to kind of accommodate that
0: and I think there's probably one in ten women that probably can't relate I think if not every woman yeah. I think this is such a relatable topic yeah. which is why I'm so excited to It'd be interesting to see
1: it. why it is different with, with gender like I don't think well if if men are dealing with it they don't talk about it I don't mm. think but I think we we are more comfortable at talking about going to the toilet than women in a general kind of conversation in a group of people yeah whereas I feel females might talk about it more when it's just females around yeah I
0: think there's going to be so uncomfortable for females so, when I start talking yeah, about the toilet I don't I don't
1: <laughs> we don't really know anything about what females talk about so it's good it's, it'll be a good podcast to listen to for both people but yeah. genders.
0: and I think as well with women we've obviously got like hormones and and other things in pl- you yeah, know th- that affect it the yeah. pill and things like that that would also affect it which is a completely other topic we won't get onto that just yet but um okay your gut experiences
1: um yeah I mean I, I think I'm quite lucky with my genes, well, the way I've been dealt with my genes and my my uh, genetics, because a lot of my family suffer with IBS or gut issues. They call it the Trudgeon belly. The Trudgeon belly, yeah. Um, but I've kind of slipped through the net with not really suffering that much, so I'm quite lucky. So, like, my sisters, my dad will always talk about their, their gut and their issues, whereas... I've been quite lucky not to to suffer. I could pretty much eat any sort of food and not suffer with pain or bloating or anything like that um, until a recent experience in Bali where I got the classic barley belly mm. where we think it was from maybe um w- like ice or water or maybe some a dodgy bit of meat and I had it coming out of both ends for <laughs> an aggressive 24 hours which wasn't fun um but after that I've weirdly developed this intolerance to egg so raw egg um when I have it from like scrambled eggs fried eggs poached eggs um when I had it in a, a whiskey sours where they use egg in that so
0: it's the raw egg or it's just egg yeah um, you tend to be okay if it's egg in Yeah, like something. when it, when I
1: have it in, when it's been cooked afterwards or it's been in, mixed in with something else, I don't feel the effects. Like I can have some cookies, I can have um, certain things like some sauces maybe that have egg in it. But when I have like mayonnaise, for example, I always feel it, like I have this really painful like stabbing in my stomach and it bloats and it's... Well, you've seen it, when I when I, yeah. when I when I have it by accident, I'm written off for like two three hours. It's horrible. I feel like I need to go to the toilet, but I don't. It's bloating. It's it's horrible. And if it completely if peop-
0: disable it disables you. Doesn't it does. It? Yeah.
1: But if but like if people if that's what people go through every day when they're eating, like I don't know how you do it because I I can't cope. So I've had to cut out egg. Now I've not actually gone to the doctors and got it tested. So that's probably what I'm going to do next because I do miss. Eating egg is a great way to get protein in. But Mm -hmm. I'm really sad when we have to go out for breakfast or to these amazing places where they do amazing egg dishes. I love cooking different style of eggs. So I am missing out on it. Like I have to go and have like an avocado on toast, which is not the same without egg. But it's something I've had to cut out. So I probably will go and get it tested. But that's the kind of symptoms I'm getting from that. And just finally, with with gut health experiences for me, the only time I'd start to get like feeling horrible around my stomach would be when I when I in the past when I'd eat Domino's pizza or um, when I'd eat like a Chinese takeaway, like a proper ultra processed food or meal, and my gut would be all over the place where I'd be needing to go to the toilet and it's not a healthy going to the toilet mm. um, and then finally probably when I have protein, when I have too much protein in a day so we I've all just, know when I, you've had protein I've just bought some more protein powder for my protein and when I have too much of that in a day um,
0: gas in L
1: yeah <laughs> get the gas mask out <laughs> um, but yeah that's that's mine really that's my experiences for gut health
0: nice so i think it is it's just such a huge thing isn't it like
1: it affects everyone differently right yeah
0: because everybody is individual
1: yeah um and just for people at home like you're not alone people are suffering from gut health issues all over the world stay tuned for the next couple of episodes when we can help give you some advice and tips that have worked for us and maybe they can yeah they can use them as well
0: lots of practical tips to yeah. do yourself so fun fact right which you still don't believe but right i i love this one so if you have a healthy gut your poo shouldn't she said smell the poo word I did say the poo word. Poo word. <laughs> so I'm obviously obsessed with Dr. Mindy, as most people who know me will know. And she's very broadly advertised this, that your farts and your poos should not smell if you have a very healthy, balanced gut, which you don't agree with. No, I don't agree with that. Because your poo always smells.
1: No, I just I just think that if something's been in your body for over 30, it's roughly 36 hours, maybe more, that it takes for food to be fully digested in your body, whatever you excrete is not going to smell nice. It's going to have some form of stench to it. Now, I I agree with what she's saying that the worse your gut is and the more unhealthy your gut is, it's definitely going to smell worse. Think about what people put in their bodies when it does smell badly. Alcohol, ultra-processed food, like the takeaways. If you are constantly having that, your gut is not going to be healthy. So it's going to smell worse. Yeah. but
0: Allegedly, it's the bad bacteria yeah. that makes it smell, But essentially.
1: I would love to see someone explain to me that their poo does not smell bad
0: this is a great debate like if you guys have opinions please no. poo, please write in <laughs> poo
1: is poo right it's not I'm, it's not meant to I'm smell nice.
0: shit don't smell, <laughs> Sorry, like, don't r- smell. <laughs> what are you uh
1: i don't believe what outcast is saying roses don't really smell like poo <laughs> well they do i don't know um yeah i don't i don't i don't know it's uh it's a tough one i get what she's saying i get what you're saying but I can't really fully agree with that um
0: please join our debate yeah. we'd love to hear your opinions i think
1: with digestive quirks i think again it's it's indiv- it's individual like everyone is different people need to go to the toilet at certain times of the day. Depending on what they're eating, on what their kind of routine is, mm. like for for example, mine and yours is very different, especially when we travel, like when we go on a plane. Yeah. So you can explain what normally happens. Well, you happens just with seem you.
0: to be able to poo all the time. Yeah. Like you, it just goes seems to just go straight through you whenever you've had a meal.
1: Like in the morning, coffee works treat, whereas for you, it won't. If I go for a run it works sometimes you barely make it back yeah we won't go into that <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all the people that have nearly had a had a near miss accident on a run <laughs> it's the worst we won't talk about New Zealand either no. um yeah so little things like that for me it works every time whereas when we travel and you've been on a plane you get real bad constipation and something that I up. would use to go to the toilet you can't use you even go through laxatives and it doesn't work
0: yeah nothing nothing before this gut journey yeah I've you know laxatives everything and it's just Joe's like have another coffee let's have eggs like you know or oh, we'll do a bean chili and it it's like a week which is but awful, isn't it? What did you but
1: find last time in, in New Zealand that helped you go? So then, was the UK, wasn't it? Yeah, so then
0: obviously this whole gut journey and looking at foods and how they can help. Um, getting clogged up when you travel is a thing and it's a very like well-known thing. And generally people that get clogged up when they travel have a lack of magnesium in their body.
1: It's also down to stress, right? You're, stress. You're looking at your yeah. stress for travelling, yeah. you're worried, your anxiety, and obviously.
0: Which would be yikes. an unconscious sort of stress because I'm not generally too Yeah. Aware of my stress yeah. when I'm traveling, but maybe unconsciously I am because I know when I travel, I get clogged up and it yeah. just affects my whole mood and everything. And you deal with travel sickness, don't you, as well? So. Yeah, that, yeah, that's got to be a factor as well. But there is one time that it, I've managed to deal with that, and that is just having <laughs> a plate of greens like all the magnesium I can get. You all had the loads of spinach
1: in that salad, and you said and it, it
0: took like 24 hours. Yeah.
1: Which is a massive improvement.
0: From like seven days usually, yeah. Yeah. So there are ways around this, guys. Yeah. Foods and gut health, it's the one.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to help, isn't it? Um,
0: Your favourite gut-friendly food since starting this journey?
1: I feel like this is going to be quite similar to yours, but um, for me, as soon as I... I don't know whether it's a placebo effect or... Um, It genuinely is working biologically, physiologically. But when I have kefir, which is a fermented yogurt drink, and I have my yogurt that I have every day, it's almost, it feels like it's giving my stomach like that smooth kind of hug and lining (laughs) that it needs to then deal with the food that I have throughout the day. It just, goes into my into my stomach into my gut and it it really helps it feel more comfortable whereas if I went in and had a I don't know what I used to have eggs or um, a cereal a sugary cereal I feel like it's not preparing it and giving it the 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 help it needs for the rest of the day of food so for me kefir and and yogurt are massive for me in helping my gut What about
0: you? You're probably not expecting this one from me, actually. And I've discovered a newfound love for avocado. Okay. And usually I would have to have it with eggs or, you know, as part of like a meal.
1: Yeah.
0: But going through this whole gut journey and looking at fasting and all that kind of stuff, sometimes having and this is going to sound really wacky and not like an everyday person to a lot of people when I say this but sometimes having half an avocado as my first meal of the day it just tastes so different I've just got a new appreciation Mm. for it like I don't know how food can change its taste depending on when you eat it yeah but I feel like it's just so creamy and not (laughs) avocado. <laughs>
1: right. So you'd have nothing you'd have no seasoning on it. You just have an avocado. Yeah, some
0: t- no, I just cut it in half and I'd spoon out and I'd have the avocado and then sometimes I might have a glass of kefir. This is not all the time, but just sometimes. Okay. And also I would say um kimchi. I never knew what kimchi was, and I'm more of a sour person than I am uh, sweet. Yeah. So discovering these new fermented foods has been delightful for me
1: do you want to tell the listeners what kimchi is
0: kimchi is like fermented cabbage you can also get they add different vegetables into it it's a i want to get this right korean dish so usually when you bite it, it comes with some sort of spicy korean sauce so we have to put loads of yogurt in it because i'm rubbish with spice. <laughs> um but it's really nice like we cook it and chop it all up and put it in with like rice yeah um it's good. yeah it's really nice you're gonna actually try a new kimchi recipe this week aren't you
1: yeah i think so i can post that on the afters social media page for people to try at home as well
0: yes if you're interested
1: um i think something that I laughed at Charles when she first introduced it when we looked at it over wow 10 months ago isn't it yeah when we first started i got kind of change in our lifestyle she told me about something called sauerkraut which I think I've seen my dad eat before yeah I when think I was your younger. dad eats it and I was like I am not eating that that looks absolutely minging again it's like this fermented cabbage in a in a jar that has got loads of like it's like really really vinegary and sour and I like smelt it and I was like I'm not eating that and then you you persevered for a couple of weeks couple of months and then I was like right I'll give it a go and I think because we'd changed our diet to be more gut friendly the taste of certain things started to change so sauerkraut yeah. didn't seem as sour sour um a massive one for us was dark chocolate wasn't it mm. so we found that we moved to dark chocolate I still have chocolate every day I have dark chocolate every day just one square maybe sometimes two if I'm feeling a bit more do you
0: have it every day
1: I used to, yeah, but I've I've dimmed down a bit because we've got some protein cookies, haven't we? Yeah. Um but we we started on like 70% dark chocolate and then in Qatar before we moved to Dubai, we actually got up to like 90% because the taste was too sweet for 70, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. We're starting to get You to that very point quickly
0: now. your taste buds change so quickly, don't they? I
1: found that when I we were about 5 or 6 months in, I went to get a a latte or a coffee with a vanilla syrup in and it was disgusting it was so sweet because our taste buds have changed from this diet um even having like I used to add honey to the yogurt like now I want it to taste um even more like sour bitter because that's for me I know it's working so like yogurt for me with, with adding a little bit of kefir in doesn't taste sour at all anymore The first week we got this new kefir out here, this Lifeway one that we put on our Instagram was disgusting. Oh, it was like like
0: drinking blue cheese. Blue cheese, yeah.
1: (laughs) But now it's it's fine. Like Your body adapts to it. So I think with the gut-friendly food at the start, you may feel like it's not very nice or it's not too keen for you. Like some people we know um, have tried the kefir with like a flavoured one, like a strawberry one yeah. to start with just to get used to the...
0: And that's it, isn't it? It's just small things. Like we didn't do all of this all at once. It's no. been a journey. And yeah. you just keep finding out more information and yeah. changing little things. And eventually you, you know what works because your gut tells you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, next couple of episodes, we're going to look at microbiome. So some of you we might. We're going to
0: deep delve, deep, deep, deep delve, deep delve, we're deep gonna, dive. We're going to deep dig deep. deep. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Delve deep. We're going to delve deep into, into what the gut microbiome is.
1: Big word that, but it's it's not that big. It's just a fancy word for what what's going on in your gut. Um, so we're going to explain that in a bit more detail and in layman's terms as we get. Kind of overwhelmed with all these big words that these scientists use. That uh, we're just going we to everything, simplify everything, we? and make sure everyone knows what it is and why it's important. Then we're going to play plant bingo in our episode, our third, third episode, episode of Gut House.
0: Yes, we're going to go head to head again, and I'm going to win this time.
1: Uh, not a chance. Um, and then round it off, aren't we?
0: Yeah so we're going to have lots of tips and lots of advice for you to take away and just simple things for you to be able to start implementing and if you're not ready to start your gut journey then we're just going to provide you with loads of sources of information where you can go and read what the scientist is saying look at more podcasts and instagram pages and do your own research
1: yeah as we go through these Next couple of episodes. If you have any questions or you're unsure about anything that we're talking about, please leave it in a comment or email us or direct message us on yeah. instagram because so, we're then going to answer a lot of these questions um, by publishing it on our on our social. Yeah, we're going to
0: do all the gut-related questions and myth-busting on our Instagram page, aren't we? So, so you can access it. Yeah, you'll be able to access it forever. I'm there forever thank you for listening and we'll see you next week for the gut microbiome yeah how exciting
1: take care everyone see you soon
0: see you soon <laughs>